Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Hot Topic Podcast. I'm going to check in with Sean in just a second because he is in Tampa Bay. And, uh, yeah, the show is him and I. So we're going to talk to Sean. But first, I want to tell you about our fantastic sponsors. That's right. The Hot Topic Podcast is brought to you by Club CDL. Think tennis, think Club CDL, but also think exercise, think Club CDL. Your one-stop shop for all your fitness needs. You can find me in there in the exercise room. I don't really take the classes, but you can do that if you want. You have trainers on site, squash, tennis. I'm trying to whip my buddy Simon Silicus into shape. It's uh, taking me longer than expected. Anything you might want to do, you can do it at Club CDL. Check them out at 8305 Chemin Côte de and uh, you will actually enjoy your gym experience. The summer season is right around the corner, and don't let anybody fool you. The dad bod is not in. Hot Topic Podcast also brought to you by betonline.ag. March has arrived, and we are only weeks away from the big tournament. Yes, you know what that is. Make sure to head to BetOnline and open up an account today to get in on their $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest starting on March 15th. That's right, I said $100,000 and March 15th. You don't need to be hardcore to get in on the action. And with multiple entries available, it's this season that you have your best chance to cash in. And also, don't forget, the NBA and XFL are going strong. So whatever your passion is, BetOnline is your place for all your betting needs. Visit our good friends and exclusive partners at Podcast One Bet Online to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and make sure you use that promo code Hot Topic for a 50% sign up bonus. That's right. Enter the promo code Hot Topic for a 50% bonus. And finally, we are brought to you by Aviva Greek Tavern. It's an awesome spot. Angry Gallo approves for sure. On the West Island, on Sources, Corner and Sullivan, you can't miss it. Authentic Greek. It's amazing. Uh, go check out my social media channels. I posted some photos. I was there last week. Take a look at the photos I posted of the calamari. You're going to start drooling, looking at your phone, and then someone's going to ask you, well, why are you drooling? You're going to say, I have to go to Aviva Greek Tavern. Mitch posted a photo. It looks amazing. It doesn't just look amazing. It is amazing. Family run. They're personable, and they make your dining experience great. Plus, the food is amazing. Lamb, souflaki, fresh fish, you name it. They have it all at Aviva Greek Tavern. Also, delivery, and you can find them on Skip the Dishes. You are my best friend forever. No thanks. No thanks. Yeah, no thanks. Gallo and Sean are the best guys with that show I love. It's called what? The show you love that you don't know the name of? No, because uh, I'm in a mental hospital. I can't get out. <laughs> Hold on, I got it for you. It's more of a... Uh, a hot topic? <laughs> hot topic, yeah, yeah, hot topic, hot topic. <laughs> yeah. Seamster Campbell. You are my best friend forever. No! No! Campbell and Gallo, two guys who spend way too much time together. They're, they're pretty tight, those guys. Similar <laughs> interests. They hit that show, Hot Topic.
And welcome to a very special edition of the Hot Topic Podcast. I'm Mitch Gallo. I'm in Montreal. And Sean Campbell is in a different room than me. Sean? A much different room. I'm in Tampa Bay getting ready for the Canadians and Lightning. So uh, I've been on the road. We haven't been able to be in the same room to get the hotel pole rolling. Yeah, that's right. I don't even like. I don't even know if we're friends anymore. I don't know. We'll see when I get back. Feels like you're a complete stranger. I think you're just mad at me because you lost the Kovalchuk uh, draft. I'm mad at you for uh, more things than just that. I'm mad at you because you're in Florida and I'm in Montreal. I'm mad at you because I lost the Kovalchuk draft, and I'm mad at you because I feel abandoned. But uh, yeah, you're doing your. Why... Wow. Yeah, you should be abandoned a little bit. <laughs> you know, I think you need to feel a little. A little isolation because you did lose that Kovalchuk draft. You had, I had pick one. You had pick two and three. I went with the obvious choice with him staying in Montreal, but you made a mistake with your picks two and three. I made a mistake with picks two and three. Yes. Well, I don't know if I made a mistake with picks two and three. Certainly I made a mistake with either pick two or pick three. Yes, I made a perfect choice. I think I made the two first best choices. I probably would have went Montreal, Washington, if I had one two. Uh, and what if you uh, had two three? If I had one two three? No, if you had two three, I would have went Washington, Boston. Washington, Boston. Here's yeah. the thing: you came in with a I game plan. We you came in with a game plan, and I came in just you know flying by the seat of my pants. That's that's the problem, and that's why I lost. I got to be accountable for it. You got to be homework. I, and I told you, I was shocked that you took Edmonton because I was, thought I was going to take Edmonton because I thought you were going to go Boston, Washington. So Edmonton would have been Boston. your fourth pick. Edmonton would have been my fourth pick. Yes. So I didn't do that poorly. Well, no, because I thought you were taking Washington. <laughs> I thought it was hands down Washington. I was like, he's taking Washington, yeah. and then you didn't. And I was like, well, I'll jump on this and I'll win my first bet against you and. Now you're going to have to sing someday. Okay, so what do you want me to do exactly? Because I want to be fair with this, and I want you to uh, maximize uh, what you get out of losing this bet. What do, what, what do I have to do exactly? Because it was never really clear. Well, you had to sing during Melnick in the Afternoon on the uh, St. Patrick's Day uh, broadcast at Hurley's Irish Pub. We were going to go with Shibu Shibu. I don't mind if we go with that, but that's a lot of homework for you to learn the lyrics of a Russian song. But I could have the okay. song, I could have the lyrics in front of me, right? Yeah, that's fine with me. As long as you're singing with loud and proud. Well, do you want me to sing uh, Shibu Shibu? You want me to sing Capital City? What do you want me to do? Yeah, Capital City's not a bad one either. You know, the Simpsons version of Capital City. Maybe we should have the people vote. You could uh, tweet us at uh, the Hot Topic Podcast or uh, Sean R. Campbell or Mitch Y. Gallo. What song should Mitch Gallo sing on St. Patrick's Day? We have to find out pretty soon uh, for you to decide that. Do we have a couple of weeks? But I know you need to prepare. So okay, maybe okay. okay. So are you, are you good if I put up a poll on Twitter and yeah. that's how we decide? Yes. Yes. I'm fine with that. Okay. I'm okay with that. The other thing is uh, we were talking about wearing the jersey of the team that he was going with. I do have a Canadian jersey that needs Kovalchuk on the back. Are you all right wearing a Canadian jersey, Kovalchuk, and it's kind of like one at last for us. See you later. Or maybe see you soon. Yeah. Well, you know how I feel about wearing Montreal Canadiens jerseys? But it'll have Kovalchuk on it. But I'll I'll do, I'll do it for this special occasion. And uh, what I want, though, is to take that jersey, bring it to 2973 St. Charles in Kirkland to play it against sports, 
uh, hand yep. it off to Keith and Gerard and have them do the uh, stitching of the jersey if that's okay. Perfect. Done. Sold. Blank jersey on the back right now, right? Yeah. Perfect. 17, Kovalchuk, Montreal Canadiens. I will wear the jersey. Anything else I have to do here? No, I think we're good. I think that's, that's pretty much what I had to go through, right? Yes. Okay. Here's here's what I want to do with the uh, podcast, Sean. I, I want to... Um, get to some of the issues or storylines with the Canadians right now. But first, I think you get a lot of questions. And this happens, you know, we play beer league hockey, uh, we're in social uh, situations, and people are always asking what it's like to be on the road with the Montreal Canadiens. Right? I get that question a lot. Okay. So I want you to clear up everything here on the podcast, and then if anybody asks you that question, we can redirect them to episode, what are we at now? What episode 16. is this? 16? Yeah. Okay. So we can redirect them to episode 16 and everything will be clear. Let's start with what are you looking at right now? Right now? Yeah, what are you looking at right at now? The Tampa Bay Harbor. Uh, there's a tour boat that looks like a pirate ship. That is what I'm looking at right now. I know that area well. What hotel are you staying at? I am at the Westin. And this is the same hotel that the players are staying in, correct? No, incorrect. Incorrect. Oh, you're you're switching it up this time. Yeah, so in the past, like last year, just to clarify this, I traveled when I was filling in for Dan because uh, you charter with the team, the radio team, charters with the team. Uh, but Dan has stayed on the charter for this trip and last trip because there is still another game at the end of this trip. So it's just easier for Dan to stay with the team because after the game tonight, the, the team is flying out to, to Florida. They're going out to uh, uh, Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. I am not. I'm coming back home. So I am staying where indirectly where like Brian Mudrick would have stayed, right? Dan is doing Brian's job. I'm doing Dan's job. and But Dan is just staying hotel, team travel, and he's just staying with that group. And I'm just kind of filling the void. So, you know, I'm at the same hotel as the TSN television people. Wow. That's how this works. In the past, I traveled on the charter and I traveled with the team. Weston's pretty nice, so I'm, though. I'm doing Pardon? Weston's pretty nice. Yeah, it's very nice. We're right on the water. I just had a beautiful lunch with Sergio Momesso, uh on a terrasse. I know they don't call it terrasse here, but I did. And uh, it was uh, quite nice and uh, very humid, which is nice. What do you what do you call it? A patio? No, it's a terrasse. Well, no, what do you what, what what do they call it if they don't call it a terrasse? No, a patio or a you know, balcony or something. A balcony? Know. It's definitely not called a balcony. <laughs> yeah, definitely not a balcony. Okay, when, you, when you're with the team, um, yeah. what is uh, what is the arrangements like on the plane? What do you get to eat? What's the menu look like? Oh, well, you get your choice. When you get the menu, you get a little menu card, and then it's, you know, you get your choice of, do you want a chicken? Do you want some beef? Do you want a salad? The opposite, and further in the middle of the plane, they kind of have this buffet of just little salads or snacks or juices. You just walk up and grab whatever you want. Uh, and then, you know, then you'll get asked if you want to drink or not. Uh, with your meal, they'll come by and they'll serve it to you. Like, and you get to choose whatever. And usually it's, uh, the menu is made out by the team. Uh, and it's usually uh, uh, put together and making sure that it's not always the same thing, but it's not airplane food, that's for sure. So no, you're you're uh, basically it sounds like you're eating better when you're on the Canadians uh, charter than when you're at home. Yes, definitely. And you eat a lot. I mean, if, whatever you want, whenever you want. If you want 
you know, seconds if you want more. It's, you know, uh, there's, and then the helpings are like, you know, substantial. So you eat uh, better on the plane than at home, but not better than when we go to Aviva Greek Tavern, Sources Corner, and Selma Living. No, not at all. No, it's 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 just underneath that, but it's uh, it's very high end. Sean, I had a terrific lunch today. Yeah, I I, I can imagine. I I saw the pictures. I was very jealous. You saw you saw the jealous. pictures. But yeah, I, I I I know that you were jealous that I'm in Tampa. I'm jealous that you were at Aviva Greek Tavern. Yeah. Anthony and uh, Sandra, they cooked me up some lamb. They cooked me up some mm, uh, some, some souvlaki, some some salad, some uh, Greek uh, French fries, some calamari. Amazing. Yeah, at least you didn't have me there to share with. Oh, uh, don't worry. They they wouldn't have made me share. They would have just brought more food for you. They're like that. Completely family run, Sean. Anthony and Sandra do a great job, and you could also. Order fresh fish daily, uh, skip the dishes, Uber Eats, they do delivery as well. And this is like a hidden gem in the West Island. More people have to know about this place, so I'm going to start talking about it more and more. Can't wait. Can't. Now I'm just hungry. You just, just, you just ate with Sergio. I know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter <laughs> now. I'm, even, I'm hungrier now. Any, uh, any other f- like frequently asked questions? Um, that you get I, asked about traveling with the Canadians that you want to get out there? Yeah, just people are like, what are the players like? Do you like uh, see them up and about? It's, you know, like uh, I'll, I'll ask the guys like yesterday was the day off for them. They're, they're just like anybody else. They'll just explore the city and have a good time. Like they'll get on those scooters, go around. Uh, I was talking to Jordan Wheel. They went to the aquarium and, you know, the couple of young guys just want to check things out. So they're just like anybody else visiting the city. They haven't been there before. Uh, hey, what do we do? What do you want to do? Like, they, they just want to explore and have a good time. They don't want to be cooped up in a in a hotel room. Uh, what, I, what I do notice, though, is when you travel, everything's so scheduled. I mean, like, it's like you have to be here at this time. This is when the bus leaves. This is when you have to be on the plane. This is, you know, uh, how you dress. This is how you're supposed to be. And it's just, you know, it, it, there isn't. You think that there's all this free time, so when they do get a day off, they do enjoy it. But it's usually, it's very, very structured. It's and a lot of times you're in and out like without any question. So you're like, oh yeah, cool. You spend time in this city and this city. You're like, yeah, but you know, you have a morning skate, and then you got to do a little bit of work, and then you got to get ready for night, and then at night you got the whole game, and then after the game, it's get up, pack your bag, and go. You're going straight to the airport. All right, and we also know that. Uh, Shea Weber dis- disapproves when you drink uh, lots of beer. Yeah, well, that was in New York last year, <laughs> and it was just—I just walked into a. It is my favorite and... so- story. I'm sorry for bringing it up. <laughs> so we were in New York uh, last year, and it was uh, the team flew in on a Tuesday night, but the game wasn't until Wednesday. Not sorry, until Friday. So it was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Like you were in New York, and it was the Thursday night uh, before the game. And Sergio and I just went out for dinner, and then we're like, hey, let's let's watch uh, the night before it was Tampa and Toronto before the Habs played the Rangers of MSG. And we're like, oh, we'll go up to Sergio's room. And I was like, I'll go get a, like, a little six-pack. I went around the corner, picked up a little six-pack of beer, and you know, I was going up to Sergio's room at like 7 o'clock. I get in the elevator, and uh, already in the elevator is Shea Weber. He sees me, and I'm just sitting there with my six-pack of beer. And he just looks at me, and he just gives me this like little head shake. <laughs> like, what are you doing? And I'm like, and, and I'm like, do, do I need your approval? Like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm older than you, man. Like, just let me be. I'm just going to watch hockey and have a beer. 
I think he was having fun with me, but it was still fun. Was it um, was it really a six pack? It was six. Was only a six. It wasn't twelve. To share. To share. Six pack to share. Okay, I'll take your word for it. We're just relaxing, man. It was just it was the night before the game. Hey, man, I would have done the same. I'm not judging you. Canadians yeah, captain like judged you, but not me. Like you're judging me a little bit. You want to judge me. No, 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 not for that. I'll judge you for many other things, but not for that. Look, I've been on the road with you. We did, we wouldn't have had a six-pack. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and uh, hopefully we got some more uh, road trips in us at some point, uh, which brings us to some of the uh, topics around the Canadians, Sean. All yeah. Right. So uh, what what's come out since the last podcast? Well, Mark Bergman has been making the rounds, and the first big story from two days ago is the fact that Claude Julien is safe going into next season. So I guess, you know, two things we need to discuss here is why now? Why make the announcement now? Why not wait until the dust settles and you know exactly uh, where everything lies at the end of the season? And also, is it the right call to go into next season with the same coach after, you know, three straight years without the playoffs and a really miserable season? Yeah, I really thought that there was going to be a a really, you know, thinking point or, or like, you know, topic about this as the season ends. And, you know, the easy answer for him is like, well, look, at the end of the season, we're going to evaluate everything. That's not a that's not a vote of confidence. And that's, you know, Claude Julien would probably be scared if you heard that with the season that the Canadians are having versus the season that they had last year. But if you go back a couple of years ago, if you remember Jeff Molson, there was big questions before the whole retooling and everything, questions around Mark Bergevin. And then it was like during a Habs, like ask Jeff something. And he was like, yeah, Mark Bergman is going to be the uh, GM in September. And he just said it so casually. And that's how we found out that Mark Bergman wasn't going to get fired at the end of the year. And he wasn't going to change anything. Uh, this is almost like the same thing. He's, he's, he's putting the fire out before the speculation of the last 15 games. I think that he already made his decision. So if he made his decision, he's just making sure that everybody knows that this is the way it is. The last 15 games, no one's going to have to have that question. And you know what? I don't mind it. It's you and I work the Del Mar postgame show. It's a topic we don't need to discuss anymore. It's not happening. We can discuss it if we want, but it's not happening. He's going to start the season next year as the head coach. Yes. Um, I don't disagree with you when it comes to the timing. It's the right thing to get it out of the way. Do it now. End the speculation. So yeah, there, there's not there's not much the, the debate about it if that's the choice he's making to go back to the coach. So what I'm going to talk about is if the coach should come back. Now, based on the results, it's a hard sell to me with three straight years without the playoffs. Now, we always hear, is there somebody better available? Now, I'm going to pretend like the Canadians don't have this self-imposed restriction of language when it comes to the coach. We know that they do. But if I'm a team in the NHL and I'm wondering about my coach at the very least, this is going to be almost a historic summer when it comes to the talent at head coach that is currently available. Now, if it doesn't work out next year, early on in October, November, early December, and you want to make a change, you might have less choices than you would have this summer since this year we've seen a historic amount of coaches let go. That that That's yeah. where my concern is right now. Yeah, but then because there's so many coaches that have been let go, and if you go back, I was, we're at eight on, during the season, and I think there were seven at the end of the last year. So within a calendar year, there's been about half the league has changed their head coach, about 15 from the end of last season and through this season. 
So that's about half the league that's not going to be looking for coaches. You know, I, I believe you know you still have an interim in Dallas uh, with Rick Bonus, uh, but other than that, I think there's going to be a lot of teams that have made their choices already on their coach. So yes, there might be a big free agent class, but there's not like there's many teams knocking on the door. Okay. But there might be more teams knocking on the door in the summer than you're thinking about right now. Like some of those coaches, we're talking about uh, interim, right? As far yep. as uh, Dallas is concerned, Calgary's concerned, New Jersey's concerned. So those are three teams that even though they made a coaching change this year, yep. they could dip oh, into no, I... free agency. Then you have teams like Detroit. Like uh, I'd be surprised if Blasio was back next year. And I'd be surprised if Blasher was a highly sought-after free agent coach. So Detroit is a team that's going to dip into the uh, coaching market. I just think, you know, with all the... And, and there might be teams that we're not even thinking about just based on the fact that these guys are available. They might want, want to make a change, too. No, it's true. Like, you think about, like, right now, everything's okay with Tampa. But, say, Tampa loses in the first round, you know... That might be something that they might want to look at. Hundred percent, hundred percent. That's that's one of the cases. No, no, I get, I get that there's going to be coaching availability. I just, I don't think, like, you know, let's just say there's, you know, seven, eight, nine prime candidates. I don't think that there's seven, eight, nine jobs. I think you know, over the summer you'll probably get three to four. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you this then. Do you think Claude Julien has done a good job? No, because he hasn't made the playoffs. See, that's that's, that's, how you're that's that's where I'm at. Like, I actually think, you know, last year they didn't make the playoffs, but I thought he did a good job. They overachieved last year, probably, right? Yeah. This year, clearly, they underachieved. Uh, and, and, and that's the thing. You know, I understand that aspect, but I do think, as a whole, the organization is in a better spot. Like, if you're looking at where Laval is, where some of their young guys are, uh, you know, I'm sure they, they kind of, they're retracting or repacing on some of the development. That's fine. This is a realization that they've had, and they're going to go through that process. And I think that as a whole, the organization is a lot better there than it was a couple of years ago. But the problem is it didn't result in wins on the ice with the immediate team. And that's where the coach lies in. He doesn't worry about the guys in the minors. You know, even being asked about Lucas Vedemo the other day, he's like, look, we've been calling up guys all the time. I'm kind of worried about this team here. I, I haven't watched much. You know, like, he worries about his team that he has in front of him right now. But then I also, like, you say, have you done a good job? I look at the players sometimes in the nights that he's dealing with it. You know, going up against Tampa Bay when you have a Dale Weiss, Jake Evans, Lucas Vedemo, and a Charles Houdon, and a, uh, all in your lineup, it's like, yeah, okay, good luck. Bon chance. I want to uh, get to one more topic. Before yeah. uh, I let you go, I want you to uh, prep for the game and do a bang-up job tonight calling the uh, Lightning and uh, and the Canadians on the radio. Which We, we know that Thomas Tatar is not playing against Tampa Bay. Yeah. Which players, though, um, for the rest of the season, would you like to see in expanded roles? Uh, Suzuki and Evans, two guys that potentially could be in the middle for the Canadians next year. I want to see how Evans does on face-offs. I want to see how he does against tough matchups. I want to see him get caught on the ice against Kucherov. You know, I want to see that. 
And, you know, not that I think it's a fair matchup, but sometimes that's going to happen. And the same thing with, with Nick Suzuki. I think that everybody realizes how smart he is. I want to see him maybe get those defensive responsibilities even at this stage. He may be slowing up offensively, but I want to see more on him. If he's going to be a top-two centerman for the Canadians, then go out and let him be that for the last 15 games. Those two guys, 100% for me. I like your two answers, but can I go off the board? Please. I want to say Max Domi. I know you you might be like, oh, what do you what do you mean Max Domi? Oh, He's already playing in the top six. He's already getting power play time. What do you mean Max Domi? I get it. I want to see him playing in Tatar's spot. Yeah, possibly. See him get that opportunity. You know, I want to see him away from center ice, even though he apparently wants to play center ice. I want to see him, though, with the two better offensive players on the Montreal Canadiens. And I want to see what he can do in that role. Because I look at next year, and I look at the center ice position, I'm going to pencil in Cockney back with the Canadians. And, of course, maybe he plays in Laval again. We don't know. But I, I, I'm going to pencil Kakanyemi in, Dan Owen, Suzuki in now, and Evans maybe in the uh, four slot. You know, they're, I, I want to see if Max Domi can be an effective player playing on the top line on left wing with uh, with those two guys. I don't think we're going to see it, yeah. but I just think it's a time for trial and error. And, you know, Sean, also, at some point I'd like to see uh, Dano and Gallagher uh, switched up and moved around the lineup just to get different looks. I, I We know we know that Dano, Tatar, and Gallagher are capable of being among the best lines in the league. So let's see what we don't know, which is those guys in combinations with other people. Yeah, but the thing is, next year for the Canadians, Tatar, Dano, and Gallagher are going to be a line. It's, it's what you're going to be doing around that. So, like, I, I, I care a little less about Dano and Gallagher getting an opportunity with somebody else. Uh, just one thing that you said when you're like, I'd like to see Domi on the wing because next year, you know, you put Kakanyemi in and you have Suzuki and you have Evans. I mean, if those three are your centers along with Dano, I'm sorry. It's just too young down the middle. I think it's exciting. I, I, I think, you know, I look at Paling, I look at Evans, I look at Suzuki and uh, Kakanyemi, and then I'm, I'm naming four centers for the Canadians. Like, to me, there's no chance that three out of the four are going to be on the team next year. I think it's only going to be two out of the four, and they're going to have to battle it out. Stop! Kyle! Well, how's that for your entertainment value? Mitch and Sean, you guys are the greatest duo. Uh, uh... VBF.